0: Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast Season 4 with your host Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the executive protection practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being in a Efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect her children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family, I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is is a lifestyle and those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time you already know what i'm saying is true so if that sounds interesting to you enjoy the show out boom what's up you guys byron rogers here for another awesome podcast episode um you know we have a lot of really we're blessed to have some amazing guests on the show and today um i have the honor of interviewing hooten young of uh, Hoot & Young Whiskey & Cigars out of Orlando, Florida. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Byron. How are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's an, it's an absolute honor, sir, uh, to have you, you know, on the podcast. I know most people will recognize some of your impact in the world from the Black Hawk Down movie. You know, uh, who, <laughs> the, the, the probably the best character in the movie was modeled after you, you know? What would you say about that anyway?
1: Well, I, I can't take credit for that. It was really kind of, uh, because it was a movie, you know, they were trying to shove a lot of stuff into a short period of time. There were actually several characters that, that could have, uh, they could have easily used their names in there as well. So it was kind of an amalgamation of several people, but, but, um, I was very, very, very fortunate to have served with each and every one of them and consider them all, all friends. So, but, um, I ended up somehow another getting, getting my name stuck on it, but really the credit goes to everybody in that organization and the guys that were there with us, the Rangers and everything else. So, um, can't take credit for all of it, but, but it was an honor to be there with them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Spoken like a true warrior, you know, spoken like a true warrior. I, I, I really value that response. You know, it's that, and it's, it's the guys that have really been there and really done things like that, that just know, you know, like it's, it's an honor for us to serve next to the people and be part of the tribes and and things that we're able to be a part of you know um so yeah that that means a lot i i I love hearing that and i think but yeah let's get into it i mean you did a whole lot with the um i mean as as a delta force was it master sergeant at the end of the day Uh, i was i was a master sergeant and
1: i um uh served as a troop sergeant major there in c squadron so wow uh, one of the greatest honors of my life was serving with those guys and and uh, seeing the magic that they're capable
0: of working when they when they put their heads together. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. And then I guess let's just dive into a little bit more of your background. You know, kind of where you've been and what you've done. It's a whole lot of things, and I don't want to miss anything. And I know you're a humble guy. You don't like bragging about yourself, but you know we want them to know who they're listening to. So if you don't mind, you know, um, let's get to know you a little bit.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I was you know pretty pretty uh, humble uh beginnings i was a kid from west texas grew up in a little ranching community uh, sure. near del rio texas It was called bracketville uh bounced around a little bit joined the army right out of high school and um had no idea what i was getting in, getting into or where it was going to take me i didn't think it was going to be a lifetime commitment it was going to be a short three or four year year tour trying trying to kind of figure things out I, I didn't have any um means to go to college or anything like that like um you know at the time uh, there wasn't a lot going on for a for a goat roper from west texas so the army was the next best thing to to nothing so joined and went in and uh went into the sf baby program started out in fifth special forces group learned a lot i was very very fortunate to be in a great company it was a company first and the fifth and it was full of legends from vietnam and um learned a lot about soldiering from some of the some some of the best soldiers of their generation and then wow. after about five years in i i went and. uh uh, gave a Delta Force selection a shot and was uh, was lucky enough to 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 make it in there, and um, that was about 1986 87 time frame, and I served there until 2002, so a little 15 years I guess there, and um, there was never a day that I went to work in that building. I remember still remember the first time I walked in there. I was in absolute awe of of the place, but more importantly, the people that were in that place, and. Um, oh. And the funny thing was I went to work there for 15 years and, and was in awe every day and was still in awe of in, the day, in the day I left. So it was never wow. one of those things that you get used to. It's just a, a wonderful bunch of guys uh, and a great place to work. And I was very lucky to do it. Wow. Uh, started out as a team member on an assault team and, and um, stayed there long enough to, to work myself up into a troop sergeant major position, which is a cool place to be. I call it. used to call it the fist of God, you know, but um um that's so uh, good yeah it was a cool 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 place cool place to be great job to do and great even better uh uh
0: place to be with the people yeah that makes all the difference that makes that makes all the difference is is the people and the relationships and operating you know I, i think something a lot of vets deal with getting out is just having a tough time finding tribes and and communities that have the same values and can operate at the levels that we we have to operate out in the field
1: uh, yeah i agree with you on that i think I've, I've seen you know i um later in life i became a pharmacist and i worked uh with vets and substance use disorders and ptsd mm-hmm. and um one of the common themes is is that they can't seem to find that as you say tribe to mm-hmm. identify with on the outside and and the truth of the matter is they just never will because uh, um it's a very unique military is a very unique experience that doesn't matter whether you're in uh, Delta Force or the Marine Corps or the 82nd Airborne. I mean, it's a it's a special culture that, that, that crosses so many demographics and brings so many different people from uh, different backgrounds together that that, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I was telling a friend of mine the other day that there's not a day that goes by where I don't get a call from somebody I served with from the other side of the world. And, and you, you don't forget each other. So it is
0: it is oftentimes closer than family. Yeah. And it's hard to replicate that on the outside absolutely without the struggle and without the necessity and demand being placed on us. I, um, and then for any vets listening, man that are struggling with that, something I talk about a lot here, but I don't think I can mention enough because guys are out there fighting their own fights is just, you know, if you're dealing with that, find a new fight, man, a warrior without a purpose, a warrior without a fight, man. I, I believe that eats our souls. You know, we've got to have something to lean into. And then as, as you find that fight and you contribute, right. Cause being a warrior, I believe is about contribution and servanthood as you contribute from that space. That, that is your fight. And the thing that you want to give to the world, you know, it has a tendency to attract people that are also can believe in that journey and that path. And you might find them that way. Um, yeah. you never like the military but yeah, valuable things.
1: <laughs> well, well said, Byron. That was, that was a uh, profound. And I, I, I agree with you. I, I think uh, one is finding that, finding that mission to finding a group of people that you don't want to let down. And, yeah. and uh, um, that's, uh, those are
0: two, two important components of life. Yeah, that's good stuff. Finding that group of people that you don't want to let down. That makes all the difference. We, we die over that, you know, so that's, that's yeah. big and live for it. That's awesome. So, I guess diving into you know Operation Gothic Serpent and Black Hawk Down just for everyone listening, the Battle of Mogadishu. How did the movie do in depicting that 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 encounter, that engagement? So, I think the
1: movie did a did a really good job of capturing the intensity of it. You know, yeah. um, it is a it is a movie, so they're trying to shove a lot into a short period of time, and then capture the entertainment value. Yeah, um, but uh, but I think it did a good job of of, of capturing the intensity of it and, and the general purpose of it. I know it, it, it was really, I think, in my humble opinion, it was a good good event for the Army. I, <clears throat> I think there were a lot of people, I know people come up to me all the time that are, that are young, young bloods, they come up and say, hey, look, uh, I joined the Army because I saw that movie and, and, and what you guys did inspired me to go become a soldier. That's a wonderful thing, you know? And um, um, so I think it was very good from that standpoint but it was very difficult to capture uh, uh, what was really a couple of months in Somalia and roll that into a two hour movie.
0: Yeah. 100%. I I can only imagine, but I did like, even as I was watching the movie, doing my homework for this interview last night, I um, was uh, I remember the pace. I remember the pace of the combat and, and, and all those different things. And, I I mean, it brought me back to certain things we experienced in Iraq. And I was kind of like, man, I feel like they did a pretty good job of helping you feel that like, hey, we've got to make decisions. We've got to make moves. We've got to keep thinking. we got to keep even even during the down times, you know, you're still kind of like, all right, what's how are we positioning and things like that? So it's very interesting. It's good to hear that. And then one huge question I generally ask at the beginning of the podcast is, you know, who are you at your core, sir? you know, who is, you know, who, who are you deep down inside, man? Who young? Yes, well, I
1: you know I still try to uh, to um, stay pretty grounded in my roots. You know, I I grew sure. up you know uh, rural rural West Texas country boy. Grew up in a church, uh, raised by by a Baptist minister, and and um, have strong, powerful love for my country and for my family, and um, and I try to keep those things. Um, number one in my life, you know, I, I so and those are the things that will get you through the hard things like Mogadishu, you know, I can remember thinking there were times there where, where it would have been easy to kind of lose focus, but you are thinking, hey, man, I'm going home to see my family after this, regardless of, of what happens, no matter what happens next, no matter what they throw at me, I'm going to take care of this one meter of ground until I get to the next one meter of ground. And I'm gonna make it through the night because I, I got to. And um, so I think just just being a blue collar, hard working, Disciplined person, you know, uh, uh, get up in the morning, go to work, you know, take your take your hard hat and your lunchbox to everything you do, and yeah. I give a hundred percent, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's um, and be persistent, you know, uh, in your endeavors. So I I I try to um, try to stick with that, and I try to teach my kids to to follow those rules because I think, you know, when you run into, you know, when things are going easy in life. And, and for some people, they just go through life like a hot knife through butter. Everything's easy and they're never yeah. challenged. Uh, that's not most of, us, right? <laughs> most of us. Most of us don't have that. You know, most yeah. of us are not silver spoon kids. We all we all are, are going to be challenged at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so you have to have some sort of solid foundation to fall back on when everything else around you starts falling apart that you can you can land on solid rot and you can you can always, you know, survive and. Pick it up and come out of it uh, not only intact but come out of a a better person right Strong. better and stronger uh, than you were before and, yeah. um, that, so yeah. uh, it's kind of what i what I what I stick to it's pretty basic, but uh, um those are my rules kind
0: of yes sir those are the good rules man that's the good stuff i think sometimes as strong young men especially we get distracted i think into the uh you know the external stuff and the capabilities we have in our physical bodies and i think that um when especially looking at someone who's had a career successful and as long as yours the longevity is, is some fruit that's worth trying to understand those values, man. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication, right? Leonardo da Vinci. Those values really help guys keep the wheels on. And will help us keep because there's, I don't know, there's just stuff I run into that's just stronger than me. It's smarter than me. It's more sophisticated than I am. I'm the Cybron. hey, man.
1: You know, um, uh, we and that's when you really find out who you are. I mean, yeah, right. You never run into those things. I, I look back on the things that I've been through, not only in the military but in my personal life, and I go, man. Um, at the time, you know, it's really easy to sit down and feel sorry for yourself and think about how unlucky, lucky you are and, and, um, um, how you're getting a raw deal, but I look back on it and and those are the things that make you special in the end. You know, I mean, those are the things that are going to give you the the tools you need to, to move forward and, and, and do bigger and better things. And And I look back on it now and I wouldn't trade any of those bad times for, for, uh, uh, no matter how bad they were, because really they prepare you for the the even more difficult things to come and they really without those things you can't really be great you know you 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 know i mean um uh they're they're very important in developing as a person i think it's it's god's way of kind of training us for 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 greatness right and you can either you can either survive it or you can
0: just uh roll up and quit and that's that's not an option Absolutely. Yeah, that's the good stuff, man. I've learned far more from pain than I've ever learned from pleasure. I've, I've,
1: Absolutely. Right? There's, no easy, there's no easy way.
0: Yeah, there's no yeah. easy
1: way. And if there is,
0: at some point, it will fail you. Yeah, it's a trap. Right? <laughs> you know, that's good stuff. Awesome. Well, let's see, switching back into, you know, Operation Gothic Serpent and, and, and Mogadishu, what kind of major takeaways did you um, walk away from after that engagement? Well,
1: I guess the the first one, and I always go back to this when people ask me this, is is that um, um, relationships that you have with the people yeah. that you work with uh, every day, and the people you're working with when you're in a situation like Mogadishu is extremely important. Um, they kind of um, smooth things out and, and allow communication to flow better under stress. Mm-hmm. So, like like for instance, you know, when you're, when I was a young soldier calling, learning to call for fire and they were, you know, drilling you on, on you got to follow the procedures, you got to follow the procedures. And when you get out there in combat and everything's going, going crazy and you're calling this pilot and you're, and you're trying to uh, follow the checklist and he knows you and he says, Hey Norm, just tell me where you want it. <laughs> right? And so those are the things that make things easy, easier easier yeah. in, in combat. So, and and you're, you're, um, you understand each other better. So you're, you're anticipating what other guys are doing and, and, mm-hmm. and it becomes more personal and it's not so mechanical. And, yeah. and when that happens, I think things work more efficiently and you, and you have, um, exponentially more combat power by building relationships with the people you're working with and, um, and don't waste time doing it because you never know when that day may be. So you can think, well, you know, um, you know, I'm just going to go through this and I'll do my job, but there's no such thing as my job in combat. It's a team job. So you reach out to your, uh, learn not only how your, your, your colleagues work when they're on duty, but learn about their families, learn who they are as a person. And it, and it gives you a a tighter commitment to each other as well. And that, without that commitment, you know, you're not going to be nearly as strong as you would Mm -hmm. be if you were, if you're fighting for somebody that you absolutely love and know, you know, Mm -hmm. so, um, um, I think that's the most important thing that I've learned and not just in Mogadishu in combat, but in other operations as well, is that build relationships and, yeah. and, and, yeah. and build strong relationships. Next to that, you know, training is 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 everything. And it starts yeah. with the individual training and it's, it's your individual responsibility to train yourself um, and, and don't just train on things you like to do. Yeah. Train more. It's more important sometimes to train on things that you don't like to do because that's what you're going to find out um when you get to combat is that hey all that training you spent on the range with the 45 shooting el presidente mm-hmm. that was cool Hundreds, but that's yeah. not happening today right now we're now we're now we're loading the mark 19 you know yeah. and, and and we're doing stuff like that so work on the stuff that you don't like to do um and then you know if you have time left over do the fun stuff but do the do the um uh stick with the basics train on stuff that uh that you that you don't necessarily feel comfortable doing because um can almost guarantee you that the stuff that you are uncomfortable doing is the stuff that you will be doing in combat so yeah. uh, don't just go out and do what i call the pretty boy stuff get down <laughs> into the basics and do the nitty-gritty stuff
0: yeah yeah no i love it man that's that's uh that's the truth we always a lot of people lean towards their strengths i'm even uh Guilty of it at times being like, yo, man, we're just going to do what we do. I like doing my firearm stuff. We're going to play with firearms, but now you got to get on the mats. You got to do all the stuff. You got to, man. And you know,
1: it really is, uh, Byron, about the basics. You know, I, I look right. back on people always ask about, you know, hey, what did the Delta Force guys do that was, was, was it really super cool? And they really didn't do super cool stuff. They just did very basic stuff, but they did that very basic stuff very, very well. And um, the analogy that I would use is in, in, in jujitsu on the mat, you know, at a certain point, everybody knows the move, man. I mean, when you get out there and you're on, you know, by the time you're a good blue belt, you know, everything a black belt knows, but he applies it better and he applies it more creatively. Mm. Right. So, but the arm lock looks the same if a white belt does it or a black belt does it. it's just how they get there. Right. And um, so, um, so, the the most advanced combat units in the world really are masters of the basics mm-hmm. so um learn the basics and practice the basics and drill on them and and don't neglect them everybody wants to go do the i want to go spend all my time skydiving or doing something else those are important things but that'll just get you there then you're then you're thrown into the to the mill and you're gonna have to rely on the, your your basic knowledge
0: of soldier yep yeah that's awesome man that simplicity is so important. Uh, the relationship equity thing you're talking about is huge uh, in life, business, combat. It's amazing how many of these how these things can just be so interchangeable. Um, these value systems, you know. Absolutely. That blows me away sometimes, you know. Um, you think you're just two vets talking, then you realize you're talking about like marriage and life <laughs> and relationships yep. all in the same in the same breath. You know,
1: but. yep, and and you never know when when
0: when those relationships,
1: good or bad, are mm-hmm. going to come back come back to roost. You know, I I, I remember when I was a, a young soldier, I was sent over to Jordan to do an MTT that nobody else wanted to do, mm. and uh, it was my first real job as a team leader in Delta Force, and it was uh, uh, training the Jordanian special forces teams. Yeah, and made um, a really good friend over there that he was a young captain, and I was a young uh, NCO, and yeah for no other reason than just two guys that got along having fun together. We became very close friends. Yeah. And then, um, fast forward 25 years later, there was a major contract that was out to bid in Jordan and, um, I was bidding on it and he was the guy that was making the decision. So, (laughs) so, um, again, you know, I didn't, I didn't think about it 25 years ago. I didn't think, Hey, 25 years from now, he's going to do something for me. I just did it because we were, we were, we were, you know, friends. And so relationships are important in your daily life, but they can also build your life and enrich your life later on. So, so it's important to establish those.
0: Yeah. 100%. Everything good and bad in your life comes through relationships. I always tell tell that. It it really does. It's, uh, um, you can know a whole lot of stuff,
1: but if, but if you don't know the right people, none of that stuff, uh, matters. So Mm-hmm. So um, it's important to know things, but it's also important to know people and,
0: and for them to know you and, and know you as a good person. Yeah, that's, that's the, yeah, that's the, we always hear it's all, it's not about what you know, it's who, you know, but the other huge thing, like you just said, it's who knows you, who believes that. That's correct. You, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh,
1: this is good stuff. I hope and you kind of, you said something there It's really important. So it's establishing yeah. not only a relationship,
0: but a relationship of trust. And and, yeah. and that's a, that's a really, really key component of that. 100 percent that's the yeah that's the magic that's really what makes it makes it work was there anything else that they missed in the movie that you wish would have gotten in there or something about the story that you want that people should know about no you know i um
1: man i don't know how you could shove anymore in that movie there was a lot in there um right. i mean we did um a lot of other stuff prior to that day that that was also pretty special stuff and and oh, you could make another movie about it even even those like the osmanato raid or oh. or um the Salad raid those were those were really uh, great special operations missions and and um oh. they kind of just because of october 3rd they kind of faded into the background but you could write a story about each and every one of those and, and the wow. people that did it wow sounds like, like really like hard that. to throw the, yeah really
0: hard to throw that into a two-hour uh yeah. event yeah, I man, they need to make a series about it. It was so good, <laughs> you know. Like, let us get let us get it get the full picture. That's good stuff. That's interesting. Then that we were actually just kind of touching on this lessons from war that relate to life. Any of them come to mind? Yeah, a lot of them. You know, um, so. I um I have lived a really really
1: good life um, since since leaving the army. And when I was in the army, I loved what I did. But but um, a lot of the values that I learned from other people serving serving in, in the Army, I carried for, forward with me into the business world and into my professional and personal life. And um, they worked as well in um, outside of the military as they did when they were in, you know, things like, like um, being reliable, being reliable to the, to the people that, that depend on you, uh, being honest, trustworthy, those kind of things that, that you can't, those are the basics of soldiering. And um, they, um, they work in the civilian world, too, and they work in business. You know, uh, preparation is really, really important. And, and learning how to prepare, systematically prepare for things that you learn in the Army or the, or in Marin, I don't want to just say the Army, but in the military and general, Marine Corps, Air Force, Navy. But that systematic approach to solving problems. and, and by paragraph
0: and, order. <laughs>
1: yes, absolutely. Yeah, I would still be surprised oh, at how many how many times I've used that five paragraph order on a business plan, yes, and I'm sir. telling you, it works just as good any in there, right? But but being able to systematically um, break a problem down and come up with a mission essential task list, yeah. you know, and the implied tasks that go with it, and it, and it just puts you miles ahead of, of others that that uh, may may have a high powered MBA from an Ivy League school, but. Um, they haven't out, been out there and had their had their boots on the ground and had their nose bloodied. And I'm telling yeah. you, I, you you'll be surprised at how many people you run circle around with just those organizational skills that you learn um, in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I use that five paragraph order every day in my life. <laughs> of course, you have to change the titles of them because when you get down to the third paragraph of execution, it kind of scares scares some people. But um <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, right, right. But um, but you, know, you can, you can uh, wordsmith it around, but the process is the same and, it, and it's very, very helpful. And uh, um, uh, we built the whiskey business on a five paragraph operations order. And um, so uh, uh, it works, um, but you know the discipline that goes with it and stuff like that, you can't, there's no substitute for that. That's, that's real, real uh, valuable education. You know, I think it's more valuable than a lot of the, the, the high-powered degrees you get from from some of these colleges. But um, yeah, I know it has been for me.
0: Yes, sir. I couldn't agree more. I was sitting there get my master's degree, and I was like, you know, <laughs> like yeah. I just learned. Yeah. I I built my life off of the the grace of God, uh, the military discipline that I got. That I just just wouldn't let my disciplines go. You know, yep. and then you can just take them and put them into things. And then yep. just that whole grittiness of being able to prioritize and execute, you know, and hammer on a thing until you until you get through, you know. Yeah, that's one yeah. of the best stinking educations. That that's the best education I got from a human, yeah. you know.
1: Absolutely, you know. And I can't remember who it was, but I'm going to plagiarize plagiarize yeah. his uh, statement. But um, I think it was an admiral in the navy he said something to, to the to the extent of make your bed, right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, uh, you know, and that's stuff that i have never forgotten you know and i wasn't doing that when i went in the army but i, I damn sure did it when i came out you know and, and yeah um but just following that getting up in the morning and, and you know being disciplined following the schedule you know learning how to plan things and and forecast things manage programs you know, those are very very valuable skills to
0: learn yeah
1: and there's really no place better to learn than in the
0: military 100 and the resilience you get you know sometimes i Hear my civilian guys talking about you know moaning about this or that, and I'm like, look, man, if we're not cold and wet, this doesn't suck yet, <laughs> <Like ever>. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I just, I just not gonna let myself forget how that feels. Yep. You know, yep. And, and we can hammer through this trash. We'll figure it out. You know. <laughs>
1: Absolutely right.
0: Good stuff. Um, oh, advice to young men that are thinking about getting into the military, or young women, but you know, folks that are thinking about that undertaking. What do you think of the line? So, uh, there are no shortcuts,
1: right? So, so, yeah. um, you know, you go in and pick, you're talking about going to military or going into, to, um, executive protection or whatever that is, yeah, you protection. gotta, you gotta pay your dues, right? There's no shortcuts to it. You gotta come in and start at the, start at the bottom, work your way up. Um, don't be afraid to get out there and get your hands dirty. Cause, cause that shortcut, you know, you may, you may make it an easier day, you know, now, but sooner or later, you're going to pay for it. So get in there, uh, learn the stuff from the ground up, uh, do the, do your time in the ranks and then, and then, um, uh, take every day seriously volunteer for as much as you can, you know, and not only the easy stuff, but the hard stuff too. Um, because that's just, like we said before, uh, that's the hard stuff is what teaches you the, the true lessons in life. Yeah. Um, but you gotta be, you gotta be brave enough to stick your nose out there and get, and, and fail right I mean so many people are afraid of failing what they're going to look like in front of other people and and what are people going to think if uh if um you know if I don't do well don't worry about what they're thinking get up there and you take your licks and you might you might fail in fact you will fail and you should, you it's, should part of the gate. it's part of the right? process That's part of it right <laughs> and um you know you fail early and then you get stronger come back and and then at some point you become invincible and, uh, but you, but it's not an easy road and don't take shortcuts, get out there and don't be afraid to fail.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and, um, I can tell you when I was a, a young guy in fifth group, there were a lot of guys my age that were saying, Hey, you not, know, I'm going to go over and try out for, for Delta. And the biggest deterrent to them wasn't that they weren't ready for it. Cause there were a lot of them that were bigger, stronger, faster, and certainly smarter than I was, but they were afraid of, of what they would look like if they, if they failed and what would people think of them? Mm. And um, you know, uh, um, consequently, they never tried, and, and you never succeed. You know, you, you got to get out there and 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 stick your nose to it, and you got to get bloodied, and pretty soon you learn to move your nose a little bit, right? So, so <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, but there's no shortcuts to it, and it's going to be it's, it can be painful and, and
0: difficult, but but it's okay. You're yeah. going to make it. Yeah, no, I, I I I agree with that one hundred percent. The the whole failure thing, man. It's I don't and even for me, guys. It looks sometimes at the stuff that I've been lucky enough to get away with by the grace of God. You know, I I look in the mirror and I'm like, look, man. I'm just I'm just the one guy that's like, I'm gonna go try this or I'm gonna die. And if I yep. die, it's a good death. And you know, by the grace of God, you know, look. We'll, and then after a while. You you always have a healthy respect and, and fear for things because you know you're not invincible, but you really do start to become kind of like kind of unstoppable. You you are going you you fail it's like speed bump and and actually yep. now when I fail or lose I'm a little more I know that I learn so much whereas when I win I'm kind of like scared because I'm like look I I'll wake up the next day after having like a successful event or something and I'm like you're only as good as your next move, yo yep. man. Figured those are rounds down range. Boom, they're already gone. You are only as good as your next move. Absolutely. Calibrate and get back to the fight, man. Yeah. And
1: the only way to really get true confidence, true mm-hmm. confidence, is to get up from failure. Yeah. Right. Wow. I mean, I mean, um, um, you can have a false sense of confidence. You know, if you go out there and you, and you go up against something that's easy, do the things that are easy and, 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 you, and you're good at it. And you feel confident from that. It's false sense of confidence. You don't you can't feel confident until you get out there and get your get your ass handed to you a few times. Yeah. And then you realize, hey, look, I'm, I'm not as good as I thought I was, but I'm not as bad as I, as I thought I was either. So so. Yeah. Um, uh, um, but that's the only way to learn.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. And it's where you learn the good stuff, It's what you, where you learn about yourself. Confidence comes from experience with yourself. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, well, well said. No, thank you, sir. Yeah, that's good stuff right there. So y'all get out. Go, go, go for it. Hammer, you know. So you spent some time uh counter narcotics and terrorism uh across the globe and things like that. Um, what was that like if you can talk about it and kind of give people paint a picture of that experience?
1: Yeah, so you know, when I went into to the unit, it was a different different world, right? Um, I would say that post, uh, desert storm, the, the army started changing, special operations started changing a little bit as well. You were working more in, in larger elements doing, you know, uh, raids and ambushes and, uh, direct action target hits. Uh, but when I, when I got to the unit, they were still working in a smaller team. So, you know, I was, I was, I, I liked it. I like both really. It was, it's fun to work in a big, big powerful heavy hitting unit. There's a lot of, a lot of fun in that. Um, but it was also fun to work in, you know, as a, as a, uh, one or two man, four man team, you know, and and go out and, and they give you a mission and then tell you, Hey, I don't care how you do it. Just go do it, but be creative in the way you do it. And, and you know, um, um, Panama was a pretty good example of that when it when that first started, it was started out as Operation Blue Spoon, mm-hmm. and it was really just a, a four-man team going down to either kill or capture Manuel Noriega, mm. and because of his relationship to Pablo Escobar and, and the drug cartel, yeah. and of course, um, it grew into you know what became uh, Just Cause, but um, but the whole process of of planning these small unit operations where you're you know two guys going into beirut lebanon and stuff like that that um that was a lot of fun uh, that uh-huh. was that was in, and and more important than being fun you really learn a lot because you're, you're 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 going over the details and it's just you and maybe one or two other people and and so it's got to be got to be right it's got to be right yeah, yeah. so um, um so I think that I learned a lot from that, but also was lucky enough to kind of step into the other part too when we when we started uh, uh, doing you know squadron size operations and stuff like that, and I learned a lot from that from that too. So, but um, um, all of those experiences really um, made me a better thinker, better mm-hmm. better tac- tactical person. Uh, yeah. um, it just uh, made me a well better well rounded, more well rounded soldier. Wow. Um, but, um, there was something pretty cool about going out and two guys getting a, getting a job and you get to go out and, and be creative and how you apply it. You hear some really wacky ideas, but you hear some pretty good ones, good ones too. But, but, um, but yeah, it was fun. It was just, it required a lot, a lot of creativity, but again, you know, you're doing basic stuff. It's just how do you, how do you get there and how do you get out and how do you disguise those things? You know, so, um, but when it all boiled down to it, it's just, uh, shooting, moving and communicating. Right. And uh, So, but it was fun to work in smaller, smaller teams.
0: Outstanding. Interesting. What would you say about, you know, keys to leadership and being a good leader, you know?
1: Yeah. To to avoid sounding cliche, you know, you can't, there's no substitute for leadership by example, Mm -hmm. right? Um, If you, if you, if your teammates believe that you're willing to uh, suffer right along with them, and you don't see a leadership opportunity as an opportunity to serve yourself, mm. you're going to build loyalty in your teammates. Yeah. And it's a two way street, you know, you got to be loyal to them as well and um, build those relationship of trust with them and, and realize that and uh, you know, you have, you have leaders, but leaders don't really have followers. I don't, I don't like to call them followers. They have supporters, right. Cause they can, they can choose to walk away from you yeah. at any moment. They can and turn so, on you
0: at any moment. Yeah, they can either
1: support you, they or not support you. You know, it's not about following you; it's more about supporting you in, in your decisions. And the only way they're going to support you in your decisions is if they believe that you that you're uh, one, you're you're sound in those decisions, and two, that that you're not doing it at their expense. And they yeah. may they may they may buy that once or twice, but if that's a habit with you, it, you're not gonna you're not gonna be successful as a leader for very long. So you have to look at them as. Hey, look! What can I do to win this person's trust and his support? Because yeah. I'm going to need him in in combat. But at the same time, realizing that you, when the call comes, he's going to need you as well. So you you got to you got
0: to step up. You can't run off to the top when the shooting starts. You got to be there, you know, from start to finish. Yeah, hundred percent. That's that relationship equity kind of like relationships of trust kind of thing happening. Yeah. It's a cyclical thing, you know. Like, and that's one of the social dynamics I teach is like. You know, we might be different in, in in our role, but we're equal in glory. You know, as an employer, I need my guys on the ground to represent my brand. Like as a detail leader, I need those guys out front. Like I need you. You know, and yeah, you need me to help provide the opportunity and all that stuff. But we are like, I need you just like you need me, and and this is a cyclical relationship. I. And, and obviously, the military thing really drives that home. When you have yeah. a 2 or an officer that had come, I still remember the best ones I had. And I remember looking over next to me, you know, and one of my lieutenants sleeping in the mud right next to me, you know. And I remember staring at him, and I was a little Lance Corporal. And I'm, like, staring at him, and, and he picked this – you know how it is. We picked the, the worst spot imaginable to <laughs> – to bivouac of course like oh there's a swamp with a briar patch in the middle we're sleeping in the briar patch you know? <laughs> we're up right. and, you know we're we got water up to you know we're all laying there in the water and i'm on watch and i remember looking over and he took the first watch one of the watches and i was like wow he didn't have to do that and i'm watching him submerged in the water trying to sleep and i'm like wow you know i follow this man to the end of the world right now yep it
1: goes a long way doesn't it
0: yeah man, man.
1: you know and the higher you move up the more people you account to yeah. And, uh, you know, when you're, when you're, a uh, you're that, uh, uh, private, you, you, you're just taking care of yourself. But when you're, yeah. when you get to the further you move up that chain of command, the more people you account to up and down that chain of command Yeah. and left to, and left and right. So, so, um, um, if anybody sees it as, as an easy job and, um, uh, an easy way out then they're in the wrong line of work, cause, uh, leadership is, is you getting up earlier, you're going home later and you're, and you're. You're going to give credit for all the good stuff to other people and you're going to take responsibility for all the bad stuff.
0: Yes. Yes. That's, that's true leadership. I love it, man. That's good stuff. Protect your guys, man. And they'll protect you. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. Yeah. That's good stuff. Um, so, I mean, of course I have to ask a question about longevity, you know, with the career you've had and the things you've been able to do what would you say would be some keys to longevity for somebody who's doing things like you're, you were doing, or just in life, you know, um, you know, how do you, how do you last in this game, these games? Uh,
1: yeah, I guess we're talking about um, physical longevity and, and emotional and spiritual and psychological longevity as well. So, and a kind of, and, and, so.
0: How do you come out so, and act? <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, um, physical longevity there's a little bit of luck luck in it I, I mean i i was uh blessed with a my i wasn't the biggest the fastest or the strongest but i was pretty durable i didn't i didn't get a lot of a lot of injuries when i was in and, and a lot of that is luck you know i mean if you get if you're in a helicopter crash or something you break your back that's not that's not any fault of your own but but yeah. my body held up pretty well over the years i mean i have, I, I have no real um, mm-hmm. last long term lasting injuries from that and wow. um And I'm very, very lucky because most of my buddies have had double knee replacements or hip replacements or neck problems. But I was uh, I was I was fairly lucky in that department. I think um, learning to manage expectations also is extremely important in doing a job like that. You know, don't expect things to always be perfect. In fact, a perfect way to set yourself up for disappointment is to expect things to go good. You know, um, you could expect things to go bad you can expect to have a lot of bad days and a few good ones but don't be disappointed with setbacks you know it kind of goes back to that that persistence we talked about before you know it's just an opportunity to learn something it's an opportunity to um, to uh, make yourself a better person and and hone your skills you know on something that's uh, that's not necessarily fun but can be good for you so And that's in every part of life, you know, just I mean, in relationships with your family and your friends and and your colleagues at work and in the daily tactics and techniques and procedures. I mean, sometimes you sometimes you run into setbacks. And I think the guys that expect things to be be to run smoothly or to run perfectly. Oftentimes that can that can be very discouraging when you wake up day after day after day and they're not running the way you want them to run yeah you know I just kind of always expected things to to be rough, and so yeah. um <laughs> <Made> uh, resilient <laughs> yeah so so when they when they weren't rough, I thought, well, that was really a great day, but when they were rough, I didn't get really discouraged by it, and I think you can um you can uh, last a lot longer emotionally yes. if you set yourself up going don't expect don't expect things to always go the way you want them to go wow you uh, um so managing your expectations in life and then and then of course you know the basics of eating healthy for physical resilience and longevity eating healthy work maintain a good pt program you know and be disciplined in that work out every day and um you know don't skip don't take shortcuts eat good work out, sleep good when you can you know it's often hard to do Um, (laughs) but then um uh and then hope for a little bit of luck and don't 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 get injured in a jump or a helicopter crash or don't get shot, you know, those those kinds of things, right, (laughs) right, right? so, but if, if everything else aside, if you, if you take care of yourself physically, and you, and you learn to manage expectations, then there's no reason you can't spend a lifetime doing that job, wow, expect, don't expect yourself to be a Superman, you know, there's going to be days where you're scared to death, yeah, you know, and and that's, that doesn't make you a lesser man, it just makes you a man, you know, and, and uh, no more, no less, get up the next day, go, hey, you know, I I got over it. I'm gonna keep moving.
0: Awesome. That is, there's some good stuff. I just I'm taking some some notes uh, for those follow-on questions. Uh, that whole expectations thing. I recently, because I you know I I I'm my own toughest critic, right? And I take pride in that. You know, don't no, no one love you like yourself. Your mama loves you, but she can't save you. So you better be you better be you better be you know beating your own. You better be tightening yourself up. So I always have these kind of high standards and I started to realize someone close to me gave me some feedback the other day and was like, you know, you used to be like a lot more fun and and happy go lucky and this, that, and the next thing didn't matter what was going on. And now you're getting a little like kind of cynical and things like that. And I was like, you know, maybe because I'm pushing myself so hard, like I am getting a little bit uh, beat down and it caused me to look inside myself and kind of be like, look, man, like you got all the tools to, to. This isn't like you're not you're not cold and wet, you know. What I mean, like you have all, all right. to yeah. manage this and be a respectable warrior. Because I think the the how how well we suffer says so much about you know how we are inside and how that's what makes the difference. You know, the guys, if you can suffer well, you're you're oh, yeah. you're, you're, you're you're a legend. You know,
1: really, really great great insight there. Um, you know, it isn't how you act, and yeah, when you're winning, when it was that good. It makes you- <laughs>
0: It isn't how you're
1: acting when you're, uh, you know, uh, when you're winning, man. It's how you're acting when you're on the bottom. Yeah, and you're getting, and you're getting kicked in the head. anybody Hamburg. can be anybody can be a hero when they're when they're throwing the punches, man. But it's how how you doing when you are getting them. Yeah, right? and um, uh, so it's very insightful,
0: Byron. No, thank you, sir. Yeah, man. So I, I recalibrated, and fortunately, in the next forty eight hours, they were like, you know, I mentioned that to you the other day, and. Looks like you, you fix, you know, you fix yourself real quick. And I was like, okay, good. Cause you know, you might watch me go through all kinds of things, but I'm going to go through it, you know, with the grace of God and, and, and I'm going to go through it in a respectable way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: Right. But it yeah. really kind of sums up bravery, right? I mean, yeah. And courage because, uh, anybody can be, be brave when there's nothing to be afraid of, but when you're scared to death, that's the only time you can be brave. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's an, it's oh. an honor. An opportunity.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> how do yep. you deal? How do you deal with fear, sir? You know, that's when I know that a lot of people get stuck on. You know, what was same it? same same way everybody else does.
1: There's times when you're when you're scared, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's uh, it's. Um, um, I think that serving with great soldiers has taught me that you know, yes, you're going to be afraid, but it's it's not the fact that you're afraid so much as how you deal with it right can you function when you're afraid um and there's a lot going on there's a lot going on emotionally there's a lot going on spiritually there's a lot going on physically you got you got uh, um, bodies just pumping full of uh neurotransmitter transmitters and and and, and the chemistry that's going on is, is crazy so you do as much as you can do to prepare yourself and training you for those days but there's no substitute for the real thing but uh don't be too hard on yourself for being afraid you're, just, you're supposed to be you know um and I used to tell my guys on my team, you know, if you if you see a guy walking across a minefield in, or or in an artillery barrage and he's and he's he's he can't hear and he and he, and he can't see, and um, is he is he brave? Nah, he has no idea what's going on. Yeah, he has I no idea have, what's going on. You know, right? we so, we'll see a prayer so, for him. Yes. So so fear. Yeah. Is uh, is another another sense. Right. It's telling you, hey, be careful. Something's bad can happen.
0: Right.
1: Right. So you should listen to it and help it make you help it, you know, make it uh, help. It should help you in your decision making process. Right. But you've got to be able to control that fear to be able to to make it productive. Right. Um, So if any I don't want to serve with somebody who's fearless. Right. Right. Just like I don't want to serve with someone who's who's blind or can't hear. Right. Not in combat. Um, i want some i want somebody who who's who's afraid and they understand the, the the threats but they're capable of working through that fear and coming up with a solution to it right so so wow. fear is a good thing if you if you learn how to master it mm-hmm. and um use it to help you make a decision right yeah. i mean it's nothing to be ashamed of yeah. And so many people are afraid. Oh, I don't want to tell you, I'm afraid. Hey, I, I hope you were afraid. Yeah, you I should be me. a little bit afraid. Yeah. 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 There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing right. wrong with it. But but at the same time, you can't you can't let it just uh, curl curl you up into a fetal position and just quit thinking. Right. Because you know I'm not going to be that guy that gets bayoneted in a foxhole because I'm afraid. I'm going to go down and fighting. And I might be afraid, but I'm going to go down shooting.
0: Yep.
1: And um, I'm um
0: fight like I'm afraid. Do you fight? Yeah. Right? So exactly. Better. I'm going to fight
1: like I'm <laughs> scared to death. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah but um uh but no i don't i don't uh i think fear is a good thing yeah i think it's just a and you can learn to 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 make it an ally
0: mm-hmm.
1: through training and through ex- sharing experiences with your colleagues like hey what mm-hmm. how do you deal with that what
0: yeah
1: and 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 rehearsing it right because mm-hmm. it's a, uh, it's um it's real and it can be an advantage or disadvantage i think one of the analogies I used to use with Burke was, um, um, you know, why why do you train in jujitsu in a mat? Why do you do why do you do combatives? Right in a mat room as a as a Delta Force operator, when you know you're not going to be alone and you're going to have a gun and you're going to have you know uh, fast movers dropping stuff and little birds shooting and, and the chances of you being in a hand to hand combat are very very slim. And and I agree, you know, but first of all, are you willing to are you willing to give that up? And say, okay, I'll I'll be good at all this other stuff. But if I run into a Russian soldier on the battlefield, I know he can beat me physically. But I'm not gonna. I'm I'm gonna rely on my pistol. No, you should never, ever, ever submit uh, or or admit defeat in any area of of combat, whether it's standing there with a uniform and nothing else, or all the way up to a nuclear bomb. You should be able to say, I'm gonna master every one of them all the way up as as a as a soldier. But it's important to train in it because I think that you can it's one of the best mediums for like input, uh, like replicating stress that you might see some, some, to some extent in combat. So, mm-hmm. so when you're in hand to hand and you know that you're, you're, you're in there swinging and going at it and you know that, Hey, this guy's trying to knock me out. A lot of the body chemistry and the, and the, and the emotional and, and psychological stress is the same, maybe not to the same level, but why not, try to capture that in training before you actually before what well, let's do a simulated fight on the mat right before we we go to a life and death fight wouldn't Can it be see? nice to kind of do that <laughs> and rehearse that at some point right so yeah. so um um i know that there were guys later on in, in life uh, when i first got in the army there was most of the ncos who who led me had uh, had either been to jail a number of times but all of them had certainly been in bar fights oh yeah and as i got older. I found that a lot of my soldiers that are, the teammates that I worked with, younger ones, because the army became in the the military in general became more critical. It was like if you have those kind of soldiers they kind of weeded them out of the army, right? Mm-hmm. And I would find guys who were like these physical specimens and 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 we had a we had a questionnaire. when was the last time you were in a in a bar fight. And most of them said never. Yeah. And I'm going so the very first fight you're going to be in is going to be to the death. Yeah. Right. Wouldn't it be nice to get a couple of those under your belt in, in training? You know, so mm-hmm. um, uh, going back to the fear thing, I got I got up on a tangent there. It's 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 uh, it's good to be afraid and try to find those things that you can do to 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 put you in a situation where you experience fear mm-hmm. um, because of the consequences of like rock climbing or skydiving or or uh, boxing or jujitsu or mixed martial arts. Those yeah. things have consequences. You pay for those things when you screw them up. Right. Yep. Yeah. You know, yep. So. So they're good for replicating or kind of giving you a little bit of
0: dose of what you're going to be experiencing when you're, when you're in combat. Yeah, no, that's good. That's, that's really good. Microdose uh, overcome a lot of it with competence and experience. So you know what to do, you know, um, and do what you can in training that that, honestly, I think that's, that's great. And, and have an intimate relationship with fear, you know, like I, I, I look for when I'm setting my goals and I'm, Move in to try to like move my life forward or do what I believe I was sent here to do. Like, it's gotta be a little bigger than me. It's gotta be a little scary. Yeah. You know, that's how yeah. I know we're really doing something, you know,
1: I, I think that's really the definition of an adventurer, right? I mean, yeah. guys, are, guys, are,
0: <laughs> sure. guys that go
1: out and like do, do crazy stuff, you know, cause it's like, I want to learn to master that, that fear. Yeah. And, man. Um, I, I like the feeling you learn to, you learn to, to become, partners with it a little bit I yeah
0: guess. exactly like ah hello darkness my old friend like here we yeah. are this is, this is where we're supposed to be now yeah. we're cooking with tartar sauces we like to say that's yeah love it. Uh, love it that's good stuff yeah. hardest lesson you learned on the battlefield
1: yeah man I've, I've learned a, hard, a lot of hard ones and I, and, but um you know you and it weren't really lessons I learned there were lessons I relearned you know I remember, remember hearing from my my old NCOs and I was in fifth group guy and and um you know you always always go and prepare don't don't ever go into the same LZ twice right things like that the basics mm-hmm. and as you as you as you become more and more successful in the things that you do you know um a lot of times you may think hey it worked last time so so I'll do it again yeah All right and um What's the old cliche? The greatest uh, enemy of change is success, right?
0: Really, so, I've heard that so, one. That's a good one, though. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> so you do it over and over and over again, and and every time you do it, the other guys get a little smarter. But mm-hmm. You think, okay, it worked. I'll do it again. And so um, you're not changing up. Yeah. And so, but they are.
0: Yeah, their positions.
1: Sooner or later, sooner or later, they come up with a game plan that that works, That's and you pay for. it and you pay for it right Right. um so so i think that um when you're winning which is what we all want to be doing
0: yeah
1: um keep in mind that if you keep moving down that path Mm -hmm. even though it is successful Mm -hmm. sooner or later it's it's coming and and um uh so it's hard to hard to be creative though when you're winning right it's hard to hard to um to devise a game plan, what do I need to do? And I and I guess a good sports analogy would be like a University of Alabama having to play Georgia twice <laughs> in the same season. Yeah, right. Okay. They beat them. They beat them pretty good the first time, but they went back and they're thinking, "Hey, we'll go back with the same same plan." But Georgia came back with a whole new game.
0: Yeah, and they beat them in the
1: national. Right. So, so it's difficult. How do you prepare for for things that you haven't seen before? Mm-hmm. Right. But but you do know that that if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, somebody's watching yeah, and they're thinking mm-hmm. and they're just as smart as we are. Right. You have to assume that the bad guys are just as smarter, smarter than you are. You yeah. can't go in and go, oh, they'll never figure it out because they will. <laughs> and um, um, and um, I've seen that a couple of times. So I, I guess the take home point is, is that um, don't keep repeating things and um, realize that uh, and we're looking and realize that just because it worked this time doesn't mean it's going to work time after time after time. And I think we fell into that trap a little bit in motivation.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. I, uh, That's a really good one because it's it's counterintuitive. You know, it's it's something that even in my life I, I, I've, I've really aimed to implement because I've had some like successful events and did little things like this. and I'll, I, I always know that there's other people that are, well, one, they're catching up with what we're doing. But at the same time, it's it's more than that. It's like, it's counterintuitive because it requires a death of something that has worked. Almost like a death of you Yes, in some ways, Yes, that you it, it But it's for the progress. You have to evolve. If you are not evolving, yeah. you are a sitting duck. You are devolving, I'll just say, <laughs> you know? And yes. that's in life. And that's especially on the battlefield where you have another human opponent assessing you and maneuvering. Um, yep that's huge man that's good stuff that's that's some wisdom <laughs> this is yeah. good
1: yeah well it's not mine I mean it's stuff that you learn we all learn you know when you're young young soldiers hey man don't don't form don't establish patterns but yeah but when they're working you know it's like man these things are working great let's keep, yeah, let's keep going
0: yeah yeah it's easy yeah. it's seductive yeah um proudest moment you had on the field
1: so uh not a lot of people know this, but I went to ranger school really, really late in my career. And I kind of went on a, on a bet. I had a buddy of mine that we went out on, on the range and we, we had a shooting competition and, uh, and I, uh, and I, I lost. And so mm-hmm. the, the, I went to ranger school and if he had won, he would have going to, ha, he was going to have to go to the special forces qual course. And so I went wow. to ranger school. I was a Delta force team leader when I went and I got to go with a bunch of young, uh, brand new army privates. Wow. And, um, and of course I, 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 you know, you're all ranger buddies, you're sleeping in the same foxhole nobody knows where you come from or, and it doesn't matter. Cause you're, you know, you're all miserable together. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I was fortunate enough to see those same young guys, uh, uh, almost a, a year later to the date. Wow. Uh, um, and I remember when we were, we were on our last exercise in ranger school, we were, we were all under a poncho with a red lens flashlight and we were, uh, putting together our final, final, uh, uh, mission. Missions, yeah. And, um, so in Mogadishu, we were at the helicopter and um it was a, basically that same group of guys that I've been to ranger school with. But now they're now they're not kids in ranger school anymore. They're they're badass warriors. men. So man, watching those guys watching those guys grow up and become the men that they became the magnificent human beings that they are today uh was a was thing I was most proud of. Wow. Yeah, That's wow. Really cool. And uh yeah. Yeah.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. That's an awesome experience in life. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I always think nothing happens. Everything happened for a reason, but those synchronistic moments in life, you just, you can't, <laughs> they just happen, you know, it's beautiful. Yeah. What you do like that. Yeah. Um. Wow. So Hoot and Young, whiskey, cigars, you know, what's the story behind it? You know, let us know what you guys have been up to out there. Yeah. Well, you know, um,
1: loving it and have a lot of fun. Uh, whiskey has been in my family for a while we, my, my family came, came to Texas in the 1840s from the Appalachian mountains and they kind of brought the whiskey tradition with them from, from Appalachia and my dad, grandfather made it, my dad made it. And, um, the difference is I, I am legal. So, 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 uh, uh, yeah, but, um, I, um, I have a really good friend that, uh, I hang out with here in Orlando and, uh, uh we drank a lot of whiskey and we smoked a lot of cigars mm-hmm. and, um, one day in 2018, it would have been in a uh, late summer of, uh, 2018 The anniversary, 25th anniversary for Gothic serpent was coming up wow. and we had a, another friend of ours from Cuba. And he, he said, Hey, um, I said, Hey, can you make my buddy some cigars for, for the, for their reunion? Mm-hmm. And, um, he said, sure. How many do you want? I said, I'll take 300 of them. So we, we, he handmade 300 cigars and we, we made wow. the labels at home and we, we, put them on with glue sticks and they were gifts you know just things you'd give out to your buddies at, at a at a at a reunion yeah and um we had so many requests for orders of them that we decided to to go into business we give a percentage of what we make to the um to mm-hmm. veterans causes uh, wow. started out as a as a hobby kind of a fun thing and then um but then uh, of course we got the whiskey in it because you can't smoke a cigar without a whiskey and And it really, really took off. We're very doing what we're very blessed. It's done very well. Delicious, outstanding whiskey and great cigars. And and, um, more importantly, you can't enjoy those things without sitting down with your buddies and having about an hour two hour long, maybe sometimes a four or five hour long conversation (laughs) uh, over a glass of whiskey and a cigar. And it brings people together. It's kind of like it's kind of like the uh, urban version of a campfire. Yeah, you know, so like you, you sit down you you smoke cigar you take it easy and 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 the things you learn man when you're when you're when you're smoking a cigar and having a good whiskey and yeah. um it brings people together which is the, the part i like the most about it mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's awesome man that's that's fantastic you guys got to go check them out you guys got to go check them out just i mean just knowing that it's born out of that stuff means the world to me and um, that's really cool. Solid. Well, I'm glad to hear that the company's doing good. It's an honor to know that, you know, that stuff's been, been, it's got like warrior lineage in it. <laughs> you know? That, yeah, that's yeah, it is. It,
1: yeah, it, it does. And, and there's a lot of great warriors drinking it, which is, which is a great source of pride for me. It's, it does yeah. me, does my heart good to see, see old warriors sitting down and raising a, raising a glass to each other, uh, with you. Hooten and Young whiskey. So yeah, it's a,
0: it's a, it's a very gratifying thing. That's beautiful. That's awesome. That's, that's, you know, that's one of those missions in life, you know, and it bringing us together and the therapy that comes from that, the healing that comes from that, the lives that get saved because of that really um, yeah, a lot of, it. yeah, man, that's out here in the first civilian division, man, we need that stuff. So that's big. Uh, last two questions, a habit that you'd suggest uh, protectors look at that maybe either makes them a better protector or just helps them live a better life.
1: Yeah. um, uh, Give yourself a schedule and and hold yourself to it. It doesn't have to be doesn't have to be um, a hard one, but um, don't ever let a day go by where, where, you know, you, you didn't follow some sort of routine, you know, Mm -hmm. those are important to me. So it's, yeah, it it doesn't have to be a a hard one, but get up in the morning, make your bed, uh, sit down at at a certain time, get your cup of coffee and and log on, get on to work at, at a certain time and hold yourself to that standard. Yeah. And, and um, um, because it's so easy to get soft over the years, if you don't do that, do something. Uh, a good buddy of mine named Dan Gelada says, "Do something hard every day."
0: Yeah, Heck right.
1: do some. Do at least one thing hard every day. And yeah. he says, "Like yes." I said, "Well, give me an example." He goes, "Yesterday, I walked out of my mailbox barefooted." And, and he it, goes, "And that that was my thing." They are. you know. I, I went outside and I and I and I I uh, uh, mowed the yard, and it was it was forty degrees, and I didn't wear a jacket. You know, yeah. so little little things just to kind of. Keep you on the edge, you know, and um, and it sounds funny, but you know what? It
0: works, it does 100%. And if nothing else, man, you get that mission, you get that itinerary, you got a mission now. Boom, die over that itinerary. That's what I always say. Do (laughs) something unpleasant every day, yeah, right? That's good stuff. And then the final question you know, what's it all for? You know, how would you like to be remembered, sir? You know, I, I think, um, one
1: a good soldier, you know, a guy that stood his watch, nothing, nothing special, nothing more, nothing less, because there is nothing more or nothing less. Mm. Right. Um, I stood my watch. I, 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 um, I did it honorably. And, um, and you don't have to be a Delta operator to do that. Yeah. Just be a good soldier, good soldier, good husband, good father, good friend. And if they could put those four words on my tombstone, then I've I've lived a successful life. Wow. And, um, outstanding. um, but uh um, there's a lot in that though. You know, there's a lot of lot of lot of lot of stuff that you gotta do to be called, you know, good friend, you know, good father, good husband, good soldier. But um, but uh, there's a lot of implied tasks to go with that mess essential task list, right?
0: Yes, there are,
1: man. That gives
0: me some chills. <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> there's a lot that goes into those titles. You yeah, no participation trophies, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> not on that stuff. Well, awesome, awesome. This has been a tremendous. This has been a fantastic conversation. Very rich with a lot of really powerful information for life and for for so many things. You know, thank you so much for this time. Sir, I really. It's hey, awesome. it was
1: it was an honor and a privilege to meet you, man. I I look forward to meeting in person, and
0: uh, um, I
1: think I enjoyed the conversation more than you did, man. I think <laughs> i would put you on my podcast. Hey,
0: anytime it's an honor. Thank yeah. you.
1: Yeah. Hey, and, and best of luck in your endeavors out there. And, and if you ever need anything from me, any help, or I mean, any, any way I can I'm, Hey, I'm 61 years old and I don't move or shoot nearly as good as I used to, but, but if I can uh, put you in contact with someone or if you need any help from me, I, I'm, I'm all on, man. I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan. So,
0: so um, uh, whatever you need. Likewise. And that means, that means the world. That means the world, that stuff, that means the world. Thank you, sir. And then finally, where can people find you? I'm sure if you send over the links to the show notes, they'll be in the show notes, but just so they know. Uh, Hootenyoung.com. Too easy. Done. Hootenyoung.com. Enjoy. And uh, it was an honor and and simplify. Honor to meet you, man. Yes, sir. Likewise, the honor is mine. The honor is mine. I can't wait to get this out. It's a lot of good stuff in here. And um, yes, sir. Thanks for the time and attention. You bet, man. And reach out anytime thank you this is my mck there are many like it but this one is mine if you've got a firearm sitting around a pistol that you are not doing anything with get an mck they make them for every single model if you want a micro conversion kit that will turn your handgun into a force multiplier get one man they are ultra affordable caa mck micro conversion kits are the changing the game, y'all. So if you don't have one, you need to get one. Get one, your women, children, people that are less physically potent will be able to fire your firearm to farther distances with more accuracy. You will be able to fire your firearm to farther distances with more accuracy. I wanna get one of these into the hands of a 100,000 more protectors this year because ultimately, we are only as good as The things, the nation is only as good as its protection. Your home is only as safe and as good as your ability to protect it. MCK, go get one. Drop your handgun in. Take it to the next level. Out. Boom. Yo, if you're a private security professional wanting to take your game to the next level, go to executiveprotectiontrainingday.com to check out my personal success package for private security professionals. Check it out. Executive Protection Training Day.com. And remember y'all, hard skills do save lives But soft skills get you paid Boom Boom And to support this podcast Go to ExecutiveProtectionLifestyle.com And contribute to our Patreon account That Patreon account is what